My days working, taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Well, it's not Matt and Sal, it's just Sal. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Matt is already on the other side of the pond. I really kind of don't love that term, but that's what everybody says, right? Other side of the pond. That's where he is. He's already in London, and I'm super jealous because as I talk to you right now. I'm recording this on Friday early afternoon. And Friday morning, Matt and a whole bunch of other Buffalo media who are already in London for the game on Sunday have toured and visited and gotten to see all the different nooks and crannies of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium where the Bills and the Jaguars play on Sunday, right? So I'm very jealous because I haven't. But I also know I'm going to be there Sunday and I'll get to see all this stuff anyway. It's just really cool. They got a tour. They get to learn about it all the different things that go along with it. I think that's super cool. That won't be the case when I'm there on Sunday, but I'll be there early enough to kind of walk around, get the feel of it, be on the radio broadcast. And of course, you can hear that on WGR Sports Radio 550 Odyssey, of course, part of Audit, the Odyssey Network and the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. So make sure you check all that out. And we're going to talk about it today, this game, everything's leading up to this game. Lots of stuff to get to with the Bills as we roll into Sunday. A little short and sweet preview for you, Bills, Jaguars, but I'm watching those videos with Matt. I'm watching the videos with others, um, Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot and Jenna Cottrell and Mike Catalan and everybody else who's out there tweeting out videos from Tottenham Hotspur and showing pictures. And it looks fantastic. And why is this important for us? It's not just important because like, it's where the Bills are playing, right? That's important enough, where the Bills are playing. It's important because the Bills, this stadium that we're getting here in Orchard Park in Western New York, is basically modeled after the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So that big hole you see in the ground, the 30-foot down deep hole, I think it is, in the ground outside Highmark Stadium, Highmark Stadium across the street on Abbott Road, that eventually will look very similar, not exactly the same, to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and especially inside with the overhang and how they're building it. And that's the biggest thing, I think, the overhang and how that's going to impact the wind, so that's why we're super interested in it. Like you tour the stadium and you say, we're getting this in Buffalo. Now, I haven't seen it yet. I'll see it on Sunday, like I said, when I get there. But from everybody who's out there, all the reviews, looks phenomenal. Everyone says it's phenomenal. Matt joined 
Jeremy White and Jody Biasi on the morning show on WGR on Friday from London to talk about it. And Matt's going to talk about it after the game. So the plan is I got you covered here for the pregame because Matt's already in London. And then Matt's going to have you covered here on Under Always Game Day in Buffalo for the postgame because I'll be flying back to Buffalo. I'm flying out in what, six hours from now, essentially on the team charter. Yes, I fly with the team. It's great. It's a great life to live. Gets a little bit like, like I said, jealous when people are in cities already before I am because see the team, I think pretty much every NFL team does this, but we always fly out the day before a game. And this time it's going to be two days before because it's London. I'm going to get to that in a second. But a lot of times I'll see other media, my colleagues, and they fly out like two cities two or three days beforehand or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, I'd like to be there. But then again, here's the trade-off. You come right back. You get back. So we'll come back to Buffalo right after the game from the game in London. And we'll be here, I think, getting into Buffalo probably around midnight, 1 a.m., Sunday night and a Monday morning, right? So it's going to be a quick turnaround for the Buffalo Bills when they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's partly a quick turnaround because Sean McDermott has elected to take the approach of going out later in the week, which most teams do these days, by the way. Not earlier in the week, which the Bills did last time, 2015, under Rex Ryan. I was a part of that. Here's how it worked in 2015. The Bills played the Cincinnati Bengals at home. It was an October game, mid-October. It was a Sunday, 1 p.m. game. After that game, we all reconvened back at the uh, at the AdPro Fieldhouse, the Fieldhouse. Players, staff, radio crew, everybody got on buses and went to the airport, took off from the airport, flew to London, got there Monday morning, and we were there all week, all through Sunday. Come back Sunday. Now, I'm not telling you there's anything right or wrong with this. I don't know. I don't do sports science for a living. But I think at the time, that was a, a prevailing thought, that sports science says this is what you do. You get acclimated. You go out there a whole week early. You get used to the practice schedule, the time clocks, all that for your bodies. Since then, I think that sports science has said, you know what? You can still do that. And there's nothing wrong. Or you should go out kind of within two days before the game. Don't middle it. Don't go four or five days. Either go like seven days or two days. I'm pretty sure. So the Bills have taken the approach of, we're going to go out there two days beforehand. We're going to treat it like any other game and just stay on London time. And to be honest with you, the Jags have been doing this. And the Jags, they play in London every week. The Jags go out there for a home game every year, every week, every year. I'm sorry. The Jags play a, a home game every year there. And this year they're playing two games. Now here's the advantage for the Jags, right? You think, you think it's an advantage at least. They were out there already for their game last week against the Falcons. They're staying all week. But I do want to point out, they did this last week. They did what the Bills are doing. They went out on Thursday night into Friday morning into London. So they know this. Like the organization, the Jags have been doing this for years, and yet they elect to go out on a Thursday night into Friday morning. So to me, it feels like this might be the right thing to do because if other teams have done this for many years and they have kind of the, the anecdotal evidence of how it impacts them, then why not? Sean McDermott said to the media a few days ago, Joe Collins, the sports science director for the Buffalo Bills, has been on top of this with him and his staff for months doing all the research. And he also said Collins is from that area, from the UK, basically. I don't exactly know where he's from, but he said that. And he said, no, he'd even have a little more insight because of that. And I think that's really great that the Bills have somebody in their building like that who's actually running this kind of thing, the department there. But that's what it is. It's sports science. And it's maximizing your efficiency with your body clocks. Now, I do 
think that part of this is you got to sleep on the plane, I think. And this is going to be for me too, because you get eight hours on a plane or so. If you don't sleep on the plane and you're up all night, you're going to get there Monday morning and be really tired. And then you're going to, and the team is practicing. The team is practicing Friday. I'm sorry. I said Monday, Friday afternoon. The team is practicing Friday afternoon. So you don't want them slouchy and tired for practice. And then they try to get their sleep and then they up all night again. No, they want to hit the ground running, sleep on the plane, keep everything going. Just go. Don't stop. Don't take a nap or anything like that. Practice, have your dinner, have your meetings, go to bed. What? I don't know. Nine o'clock. Get a great night's sleep. Wake up Saturday. Now you're on regular time like you normally would be ready for a Sunday game at what's going to be 2.30 p.m. London time. So there's a lot that goes into this, right? And I don't know the right answer. I do know that if the Bills lose this game, people will blame it on that. That's what's going to happen. The Bills lose this game. People are going to blame it on them going out on Thursday. That's just the way the nat- the nature of things, right? And if they win that game, they'll say, how smart of a team, I guess. I don't know. I know the Jags do this, and a lot of teams have done it this way. It will be a 9.30 a.m. game here in Buffalo. So if you're going out to an establishment, I know Governor Hochul basically signed some order that said that you can now drink at these establishments starting at 8 a.m. There's going to be a lot of breakfast parties, brunch parties, uh, some Bloody Marys being uh, you know, drink, drank, whatever, in the morning before the game. Uh, I don't know, uh, morning but bacon, eggs, and leading to that, what are they, breakfast, pizza, whatever you're doing, enjoy yourself. Be safe, of course, and have a great time. And hopefully, if the Bills win, that rides you all the way through. Isn't that the greatest feeling? Like when you have a Sunday full of games where you can just sit back and go, ah, my team's already good. Bills went on a Thursday night, right? Week one last year, they beat the Rams on Thursday night to open the season. You're like, yeah, I'm good week one. I can just watch all these other teams go. That's the case if they win in this game. Now, if you lose, it ruins your Sunday. I totally get it. Will they win? Will they lose? I don't know. This is a tough game. Let's dive into the matchup a little bit here. And it's always game day in Buffalo. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. 
ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. Sal Capaccio, it's always game day in Buffalo. I hope you're subscribed to both the audio and the video, by the way. Uh, audio, iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app. Really appreciate it. Video at Sal Sports on YouTube, at Sal Sports. If you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, I told you new things were coming. Got a great new project that I've been working on that's over there. Go check it out. It's called Sal's House. I think you'll like it. Lots of different kinds of interviews with different kinds of people, but I'll let you check that out instead of spending all your time about this today. But I appreciate everybody who has come aboard, checked it out, and you know, given the feedback. And the subscribers are spiking up, and I appreciate that as well. So subscribe to the Sal Sports YouTube channel. You'll get stuff like this, you get stuff like that, and a whole bunch more. Bills, Jaguars, Sunday in London. As I said, the last time the Bills played in London was 2015. They did play in London before that. The first time was 1991, but it was a preseason game when they played the Philadelphia Eagles. That was at Wembley Stadium. Uh, this one, of course, at Tottenham Hotspur. I don't even think this stadium was built uh, back in 1991. Uh, last time they, no, I'm pretty positive it wasn't, but last time they played an actual regular season game was that 2015 game. You remember that one? EJ Manuel? Uh, late game phantom call and Nikel Roby Coleman. Um, wasn't, didn't, did Mike Williams have a touchdown in that one? And did, uh, and the special teams guy that I can't remember now, uh, did so from UConn. Anyway, he had a game. I should have pulled this game up. Okay. Give me a second while I pull this game up. I'm going to try and talk while I actually pull up the box score of this game because it was a game that went back and forth. Remember, EJ Manuel threw the pick six. He threw another pick. He had a fumble. He was just a turnover machine. And it was, out of hand, like uh, initially, like, oh my God, they're getting blown out. And then the Bills came back. They really come back in the game. And oh, yeah, uh, um, pick six by uh, Corey. Um, he played for the Bills here in, he, I mean, sorry, he used to play with the Bills from Buffalo as well. All these things are running through my head now. All right, let me get to it. Here's the box score. All right, before I screw up these names again from Buffalo, Corey Graham, from UConn, Marcus Easley. There you go. Bills are down in this game, 27 to 3. 27 to 3. Robert Woods catches the touchdown pass, 27-10. Dan Carpenter kicks a field goal. It's now a 14-point game at halftime, 27-13. Bills come out, kick another field goal, 27-16. Marcus Easley, 27-24, 56-pass. Corey Graham, pick six. Bill take the lead. Then Jaguars come back with the phantom pass interference call. And Blake Bortles throw a touchdown pass to Allen Hearns to win the game, 31 Yards. Remember that game? I remember that game. What I also remember about that game is that Chris Gregg caught the ball while standing on the sidelines, right? He didn't know where he was. He was tight end for the Bills. I remember that as well happening in this game. So the Bills have history there. And of course, the recent history is not good being in London. This is going to be a Jaguars team, too, that the Bills have faced a few times and not performed very well. Now, the last time they played, we all know what happened. They went to Jacksonville. And the Bills got upset down there in Jacksonville. That was a low scoring game. Urban Meyer coach team, just a a total sink best of a game. I would argue maybe the worst game of the Sean McDermott era in Buffalo, right? I mean, I guess it would be that. There, there's a few of them. The Jaguars game, Colts the year before, uh, the first year against the Saints, and then, of course, the Peterman game. Sorry. So I'm not going to go that far to say. But at least those teams were like competitive teams they lost to. This Jags team the Bills lost to a few years ago down in Jacksonville, that was not a good team at all. The Bills just could not get anything going um, in, in this. The Jags and Bills have played eight times, including six. It says, wait a minute. The Jaguars and the Bills eight uh, have played the most international. Oh, there we go. The Jags have played 10. The Bills have played eight 
international games, including six in Canada. No, they haven't played each other that much. It's just how many times each one has. And it's the seventh game played at Tottenham Hotspur. It did open in, um, it did, it, it didn't open for a while. So, you know, obviously there hasn't been many games played there. I was looking at the recent history. They've only had a few years of games from the NFL being played there. So for the NFL purposes, they haven't played a lot of games there. And obviously it is the inspiration for the new high mark in 2026. The Bills and the Jets have, as I said, a recent history. And also Josh Allen's rookie year. Remember that one? The throw to Robert Foster. He's getting drilled at the time when he throws it. Throws it deep. Robert Foster catches it. It was a great throw by Josh. That's when you said, oh, my God, this kid might be good. Look at that wild play. And, of course, a lot more wild plays for Josh Allen along the way. I think LaShawn McCoy had a big run in that game as well for a touchdown. And then the Bills also had um, another game, obviously, in Jacksonville in the playoffs. That was a low-scoring game where they couldn't get anything going offensively. They wound up losing. That was the year the drought broke, 2017. And we all know that, you know, Tyrod Taylor, that team that's pretty limited on offense, did a great job. Sean McDermott bottles up that offense on the other side of the ball. But the Bills wind up losing. Fourth down catch in that one in the end zone, I remember, by a tight end. And thought it was a catch. It was kind of a bobble, but they still gave it to him even after the replay. But I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit biased. Uh, in this game, though, the Bills are coming off a really terrific performance, right? We know that. Um, they want winning last week Miami Dolphins, 48-20. to 20. Great game. We talked about it here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo on the podcast. And really, the Bills have just been on a heater on offense. The Bills now are second in the NFL scoring points. Thank you to a 48 last week, 37 the week before, and 38-point performance the week before that against the Las Vegas Raiders. So last three weeks, 48, 37, 38 for the Buffalo Bills. They did have only 16 points against the New York Jets, but they're still second in the league in scoring. You take a look at this Jaguars team. It's kind of been a bit of a... Um, Struggle on offense, if you want to call it that. They made a lot of mistakes. They're still a good offensive team. They did score 31 points in their opener against Indy, but since then, nine points against Kansas City, 17 against the Houston Texans, and then 23 last week in Falcons. But if you talk to people in Jacksonville, they'll tell you they're just making mistakes, shooting themselves in the foot. Like they're they're moving the ball, they're playing pretty efficient at times, and then bam, something bad happens. Well, let's hope they don't correct those mistakes against the Buffalo Bills in this one because you know this is a game I think the Bills should be able to win, of course. But, you know, the Bills are less than a touchdown favorite. They're still favorite in the game. I think it's five and a half. And this is a Jacksonville team with a lot of talent on it. Um, Jacksonville comes into this game with, um, you know, the ability to hit them a number of ways. Travis Etienne, even though the season hasn't gone necessarily the way they want it for him at this point, we all know he could be a home run hitter at times. Uh, he's terrific out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Um, Trevor Lawrence, you know, quarterback who was coming out of college a couple of years ago with all these accolades as one of the best generational talents to come out of college. That hasn't necessarily come to fruition, but Trevor Lawrence is not having a bad year either. Like he's been pretty good. He's been fine. Again, hasn't taken that step up into the upper echelon of, you know, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, however you want to say it that way. And then in the receiving core, they have a lot of names that you have to defend. Um, Zay Jones didn't play last week. Looks like he will be in this game. We'll see. Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, tight end, and of course, Calvin Ridley, who uh, is super dynamic. I think Ridley is also one of the issues that's been going on is you know, he's a guy that's had a couple of drops, a couple of drops last week. Um, there's just been some things going on there. And of course he came back from his one year suspension. So there's some guys on that side of the ball. When it comes to the defensive side for Jacksonville, um, I think we all remember, we all know Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, what he did against the bills. Uh, the last time these two teams played, he was a monster. He picked off the Buffalo bills quarterback, Josh Allen, um, that was a big play in that game. And he's having another great year. In fact, he's sixth in the NFL. And I'm sorry, he has six sacks in the NFL. I think that's right up there amongst the league leaders in the NFL with six sacks already. Um, I, I'd love to say his name correctly. I want to make sure. 
Um, Foyasade Olukan is their uh, big tackling machine. 46 tackles already on the year. 30 solo tackles, three beats for loss. Andre Sisco, Syracuse University, go orange. Uh, Andre Sisco doing a great job for them. Tyson Campbell, Rayshon Jenkins, Devin Lloyd is on that team. Trayvon Walker, uh, top draft pick for them. Um, they just have guys. And, you know, th- it hasn't gone necessarily great for them, but it hasn't been bad either for the Jacksonville team. This is a Jacksonville team that's good, hasn't played, I think, up to its potential. I think they have a lot of things they can do both offensively and defensively. They can cause problems. But this is about the Buffalo Bills just sticking to what they have been lately. If they can do that with Josh Allen, they can beat anybody, and they should be tough to beat for anybody. Josh Allen getting the AFC winning, the AFC Offensive Player of the Week award again this week for his performance against Miami Dolphins, partly because of what he's doing, being efficient, making sure that he takes care of the football, taking what the defense gives him, and then getting those you know big-time shots down the field when they come like he did to Gabe Davis. And then, of course, Stephon Diggs helping out with his long run. but. If Josh plays like that, I don't know who can beat this team at any point, but he's got to keep playing like that. He didn't the last time they played the Jaguars, but a lot of protection issues against the Jaguars last time they played. Um, this time, you know, the Bills come into this game with an offensive line that's playing a lot better than you know we've seen recently in recent history. I think it's you know playing at really a top level of the league right now over the last few weeks at least. It's going to be on Spencer Brown, though, and Deion Dawkins. Contain that front. Contain Josh Allen. We'll see if they can do that. And, of course, on the other side of the ball, the defensive line for the Bills. This game is going to be a lot about the offensive line and the defensive line for both teams. For Jacksonville, Cam Robinson is scheduled to come back. Uh, He had a four-game suspension for PEDs. He's practicing. We'll see if that happens. For the Bills, it's Von Miller. Von Miller coming back. We don't know if he's going to play yet. As I sit here and talk to you on a Friday afternoon, Von Miller has yet to be declared in or out for the game. I would not be um, completely surprised or not if he does not play. Uh, We'll see where that goes. So, I mean, if he does play or does not play, if he plays, if he doesn't play, I'm not really sure. Uh, but we'll we'll check on that and we'll see by Sunday. We'll know and probably by Saturday night, because honestly, the Bills still have to put Tredavious White in IR. They haven't done that yet. It's a big blow. Uh, they have until Saturday at 4 p.m. So the Von Miller storyline is another big storyline in this game. All right. Bills Jaguars Sunday. We'll talk a little bit more and then let's um about this one and let's get into what's happening around the NFL here in week number five. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day. Your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car, navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. 
Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, the traditionalist weight loss is big for the Bills, right? And this is Kyrie Elam time now. We've been wondering why Kyrie Elam hasn't played. We've been wondering why Kyrie Elam hasn't been getting a jersey on game day. The Bills have been consistent in saying he's professional ways gone about it. He's just, you know, Sean basically said the other guys beat him out. They've been ahead of him. And there is a numbers game here to play with. So again, as I always like to say, don't just look at who's inactive. Look at who's active. Yes, of course you want your first round pick active. And if we're going to sit here and, you know, debate if it was a good pick or not, that's a fair criticism. It's a fair argument. But we're here now. And the fact that he's not getting a jersey might not necessarily even be about him as much as it is about Dane Jackson and Christian Benford and what they've been able to do. And of course, the Bills really like, um, Cam Lewis as a safety and who could play corner, mostly Nichols, Saran Neal. Uh, he's a special teams demon, had a great game last week. They're in the secondary. This is a numbers game. And, you know, DeMar Hamlin's even been act- inactive. Now he was active last week because Jordan Poyer was out. We'll see Kyrie Elam now, though. We're going to see Kyrie Elam, and I'm excited to see him, but I'm not so eager to see him on defense only because I I don't I, – that would maybe mean that Benford or, you know, Jackson – did something wrong, right? Or didn't play well enough, right? In, or got hurt, I should say. Got hurt. And you don't want to see anything like that. But I think Kyrie Elam could still be a player in this league. I'm holding out the fact that he might still be really good. We don't know. We don't know because he hasn't played. Let's remember Terrell Bernard, one year in the in, we didn't think there was anything there. We all questioned it. Four games starting in his career. He's looked great, um, you know, through four games this year, five games starting in his career. So you can't write the book on these guys yet. And we certainly shouldn't do that with Kyer Elam. It's going to be really interesting to see how it evolves going forward with Elam. All right, let's take a look around the National Football League. Week number five, Matt and I like to do this together a lot. But of course, again, like I said, he's already in London. So I'll do it here. Talk about some of the games. Bears, Commanders get it going on Thursday night football. I got to be honest. I took the Bears in my loser pool because I wanted to take the Giants against the Dolphins. I already took the Giants. I can't do that. I know that Justin Fields looked really good last week, but they're not going to be able to get Sam Howell like most teams can. I think the Bear, the commanders should take care of business against the Bears Thursday night. I keep saying, did I say I was recording on Friday? I think I said that a few times. I'm all discombobulated this week. It's Thursday night when I'm recording it with you. I'm sorry, Thursday afternoon. The game is Thursday night. My bad on that if I said that earlier. All right, so that's why I'm talking about this game now on a Thursday and not on a Friday. Thursday night football, Bears, commanders. Uh, Texans, Falcons. I, I'm rolling with the Texans here with C.J. Stroud, the way he's looking. I think that they, they're they building something there in Houston with C.J. Stroud. A bad offensive line, he still looks really good. Should be an interesting game between two teams, two and two. Um, looking to prove that they're a little bit better uh, than the other, I guess, and what they've shown maybe so far. Panthers looking for their first win at the Lions. Got to go with the Lions here in this one. Panthers, Bryce Young. How about the Panthers? From a big-picture standpoint, they're going, we could have had C.J. Stroud. We took Bryce Young. And right now, not looking so good. But again, book's not written on any of these guys, right? But that's what they're saying right now in Carolina. That's what they're asking right now in Carolina if they chose the wrong guy. Titans at the Colts. Big AFC South matchup. I think the Colts are looking a lot better than people thought, especially me, uh, what I thought about them. And now Jonathan Taylor's coming back. I give the Colts a puncher's chance in this game. I do. And Anthony Richards is going to be playing. Richardson's going to be playing uh, the way that you know he can make dynamic plays. 
I know that the Titans are a tough out. This is a more interesting game than maybe we thought it would be uh, a few weeks ago. Giants at Dolphins. Are the Dolphins just going to score 70 on the Giants again? And score 70 again this time on the Giants? Is that going to happen? Giants look awful on Monday night. Oh, my God. All those sacks they gave up. I, I feel bad for Daniel Jones. I really do. I feel bad for Brian Dable. Great guy from Buffalo. You know, former Bills OC. I don't know what they can do. Giants come to Buffalo Sunday night the following week. But, man, the Dolphins might hang. It might not be 70. The Dolphins might get to 50 points in this game. They really might. We'll see. Giants got to play good defense. That's the only way that they're going to be able to stay in this game at all. And I just don't know if they can do that. Saints at Patriots. Boy, Saints didn't look good last week. Patriots don't look good at all this year. They got blown out last week. Quarterback issues. Mac Jones getting benched last week. What's the situation there? I don't know. This game could go either way because I, I wasn't impressed with the Saints last week. But I do think they're the better team uh, in this one. Ravens at Steelers. Boy, the Steelers. Holy cow. Could we make an argument the Steelers are the worst team in the AFC? I think you could make that argument. You might make the argument the Patriots are the worst team in the AFC. Either way, the Steelers look awful on offense. Kenny Pickett's a little bit banged up. Ravens are starting to look, really look good on offense the way they've made some changes. If they win this game, the Ravens, they'll be 3-0 on the road in their division, and they're starting to look like a real contender in the AFC. I still want to see it more on a more consistent basis. I know they've been hurt a little bit and against some of the heavyweights of the of the conference. I don't know. Let me check. Do they play heavyweights of the conference? Let's see. Uh, Tennessee, look at their schedule. Oh, my God. They're going to win all these games. Look at the Ravens' schedule. Steelers, Titans, Lions, okay. Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns, Bengals, Chargers, Rams, Jags, 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers. I mean, they're going to win a lot of games. Baltimore Ravens. They're going to be a play for the one seed if they keep up because of the AFC North not being as good as maybe we thought it would. And that includes, includes the Cincinnati Bengals, who can't get out of their own way because of Joe Burrow's injury, one and three. I don't know. They're going to go to Arizona, a, a, a spunky team that's actually playing way above their heads, I think. And it's going to give them a little fits. They're going to the West Coast. I know Burrow is not off, he's off, he's off the injury report, doesn't have the calf wrapped. I still think the Cardinals can beat him. Probably not if Burrow is going to be healthier, but I still think they can. The Bengals just think they're not – they don't have – I guess someone, I read someone say they don't have the team speed. Yeah, but that's not what they've been about, right? It just – man, it's a weird deal watching them right now and, and seeing where they are. Especially, I mean, Burrow's injury, I get it, but let's see. Eagles-Rams, I'm calling the upset here, maybe. Well – I, I called Rams on three dog Thursday on my radio show to cover the four and a half. Cause I think the Eagles are, they're a good team. They're a really good team. I don't think they've been truly tested and their defense is kind of average and the Rams have been playing better. than I thought they would, I thought they'd be a disaster. They're not a disaster. They could throw the ball a little bit and that's something you can do sometimes against the Eagles. So I think the Rams might keep this closer than people think jets at Broncos. What's going to happen here? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Broncos play the bears. Now they play the jets. The jets might be the better team here overall. They just, you can't trust Russell Wilson. I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson against Russell Wilson. I think you can trust Russell Wilson a little more. But you can't trust the Broncos defense, even against Zach Wilson. And how about the storyline here of Peyton and Hackett after what Peyton said about Nathaniel Hackett uh, during the offseason? Go research it if you didn't see it. I think the Vikings can hang with the, the Chiefs. Vikings are playing good offense, folks. They're actually in the top 10 in yards per play and you know overall, rush, pass. Kirk Cousins is actually statistically outplaying Patrick Mahomes but they don't have a great defense, but the Chiefs offense hasn't been great either. It's been good. And then Patrick Mahomes hasn't been great. And the Vikings always play one score games and the Chiefs always this year. So far have been playing one score games. I think it's a one score game. Chiefs probably win because that's what happens. The Chiefs always win those games and the Vikings always lose them. But I do think the Vikings can give them a fight. Cowboys 49ers. I'll be in the air coming back from London while this game's on. Niners knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs two years in a row. Cowboys would love to get it, get one over them. I don't know if you can do it given this circumstances with losing um, Trayvon Diggs and how that went 
Uh, now, now, granted, they played the Patriots last week. They looked a lot better. I just think the Cowboys, in this situation, the 49ers should be the better team. But I would call out the Cowboys could actually win the game. I just feel like the, the 49ers are a team that knows how to beat and knows how to match up with them after what we've seen the last couple of years. Packers at Raiders, round out your Monday, your um, week five on Monday night football, Packers-Raiders. I think the Raiders could actually do something. Um, I'm not super high on Jordan Love. Not that I am on Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think the Raiders at home on a Monday night, that's going to be a close game. Neither team really impresses me too much. All right. Thanks to Mike Rabier, our producer here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Matt will take over for the post-game analysis on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo here. So keep it, you know, downloaded and subscribing. Let's say keep it locked here. It's not a radio channel. It's a podcast. Subscribe, audio, video. Make sure you do all of that. For Mike Rabier, I'm Sal Capaccio. Thanks a lot. Sweet here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Enjoy London if you're going. Hope to see you out there. Enjoy the game. 9.30 in the morning here local time. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.